Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to tonight's ESBC podcast of Horse Racing True Crimes, where we have been for the last few weeks really digging into this whole idea of all of the crime underlying the horse racing industry. And a lot of it stems from people blowing the whistle a few years ago to illegal drugs, PEDs, performance enhancing drugs, to horses dying, horse racing boards, politicians, everybody who's involved in this seems to be corrupt in some way, shape, manner, or form. And I'm privileged to be starting us off tonight, my good friend and really the leader of this Horse Racing True Crime podcast, Josh uh, Abner, just a little bit of a sore throat tonight. So he's letting me uh, launch us, get us kicked off. I want to talk to you for just a moment about one thing we do here that I don't think a lot of other podcasts do is we view this as a business meeting. And the whole business meeting concept is when you have a business meeting, you have an agenda or you have some kind of a format you're working off of. And you want to start by having some premise of where you're going. What, why are we doing this? What's the purpose of this meeting? And the purpose of the meeting is to generate revenue to make money. And we don't sugarcoat that. We don't make any bones about it. We don't hide it. There's no uh, hidden agendas. That's the purpose. And hopefully the outcomes of these podcasts are to provide you with a lot of data, a lot of insight, a lot of behind the scenes so that you get a much truer glimpse of what's going on, especially in the horse racing industry and uh, ways that you can benefit from the years of experience that Josh has brought to the table. I'm just humbled to be a part of this program as a co-pilot. So with that opening, let's turn it over to Josh. Josh, it's all yours. Right, and uh, one of the main things is to uh, be able to provide information you're not gonna get anywhere else. And uh, as I research things and look at the overall picture, the more things they present themselves. Like uh, we talked about selective prosecution. Selective prosecution means that the sheriff or the main person in the town or whoever's paying off who decides who to prosecute. We know that. But give information, right? That watching true crime shows with my wife, Anna, who's been 18 years, the psychotherapist, you know, she deals with uh, the prison population, uh, you know, and you learn things, right? And you see uh, a true crime podcast, it's like, well, you're getting this way wrong. This is not what is happening, right? And with horse racing true crime, I'm learning that there's a lot of things I didn't know. And even though I know that this is a multi-trillion dollar market, right? There's a hundred trillion dollars in the market. We're going on $11 million, 11 trillion with a T, right? Uh, in stimulus, 
And a lot of people are shocked. They didn't know that the market is that big. I know the market is that big. That's why I've been a, a hero, really, with a lot of my clients throughout the years charge triple, right? Because I learned it the hard way. I learned it from uh, the fact that uh, I sold rice and beans that the restaurant called the Columbia in uh, Tampa was selling for 50 bucks, Versailles selling for 50 bucks. Versailles, uh, good to them. You know, I have a lot of props for the Versailles in LA. Since I've been in Florida, last 15 years, they, they paid a royalty for my recipe of, not my recipe, a recipe I had, my blender recipe, then a guy that knew a lot more than I did about uh, cooking beans, uh, black beans, gave me a secret. And I used that secret, and then they paid me royalties. And I was selling those rice and beans for $4. Uh, Versailles has been selling those rice and beans for $50. That's when it started to clue in. And I was lucky at the restaurant we had, uh, George Steinbrenner. But just as impressive as this guy named Aldo Lahi. It reminds me a lot of Mike Bertanese. Just said the same kind of vibe. Aldo Lahi is a billionaire. Alp South. A-L-P-S. South. Look up that company. And you say, Josh, the most important thing in business is March. I make prosthetic for 50 cents and sell prosthetic for 4000 that was like 20 years ago. So probably the prosthetic, he's selling for 8000 probably now. And then he used to talk Italian and didn't understand anything he was saying. <laughs> and then he kept at it, right? So I learned enough Italian to figure out what he was saying. Uh, next thing you know, you find out that he was a uh, genius fighter pilot for the Italian Air Force. He retires from the Italian Air Force. He starts working at GE. He invents a type of plastic. He gets patents for it. And that's how he, then he designed the prosthetic. And I was fortunate and lucky and good that this guy came to my restaurant and bestowed on me business advice. But it wasn't just some guy. We're talking about a billionaire. How mm. lucky is that? That's why I always say that if you are the smartest, toughest person in the room, you are in the wrong room. And God gave us two ears and one mouth for a reason. So we're using all that knowledge, right, to fill in the gaps. But then uh, as we've been going through uh, very, very thorough, right? So a guy like Abdullahi will be very proud of this podcast because each episode builds on the, on the next one. And we've been very, very thorough on the backstory. You see like Marvel Comics will have the backstory of Batman. You know, we're giving the whole story now because mm -hmm. tomorrow's a promise to us. So each, uh, each po podcast episode has three levels to it. Like Joseph Campbell will say, we have a immediate level now where you can use this information after you listen to the podcast to start making money. We gave you purpose and outcome, right? So the outcome has been 
two out of three triple crown winners, and then a winner on the third one, right? Mike Christine said Rumbauer. And we started detailing each part. We got through the trainers. I think the next one, we're going to start going monthly because football season is starting. But uh, in, I guess, a month, maybe to get a jockey on here. That's the other piece thing we're missing is jockey, right? Uh, so we're going to get a jockey on here. So we've gone trainer. Uh, before everything blew up, it's almost like they're listening, right? In a way, you know they are because certain people make certain comments and the amount that each podcast is that our last horse racing through crime podcast was the highest downloads. And the one before was the highest downloads. And then we're getting more downloads on YouTube and all the different platforms. So it's resonating with somebody, a lot of people somewhere. And obviously it's getting to some people because we're the only ones doing this. So guys said, hey, I'm on racing boards all the time. You guys are the only ones talking about George Navarro and Jason Service. Yeah. yeah. But what we're doing is, since I have an MBA, since I have clients net worth $50 million, is we're tying all the pieces together. And also we're teaching about uh, law enforcement, the judicial system, human nature, and certain things that you do not hear in certain uh, podcasts. Uh, this is the only podcast where we're, you're saying you hey, there's a high probability that there's some FBI agents being paid off because you have to learn around. So you're not shocked, right? People went to the pressure when Donald Trump won. I actually betted on Donald Trump to win that election and won money. I put hard-earned money down because I predicted, throwing emotion out of it, that Donald Trump was going to beat Hillary Clinton. It's classic ups, classic. It's a, it was a classic mm -hmm. uh, upset. You know, more money uh, that way, right? But other people went into deep depression, right? Because they did not know their surroundings, right? So you have to, George Floyd's situation, right? People went into deep depression after that, but not knowing their surroundings. You have to know your surroundings. Mm -hmm. And the George, the, the missing piece, nobody's ever talked about the George Floyd situation is the, uh, selective prosecution. So there was selective prosecution of a certain culture in that department, right? Uh, Chauvin gets a real estate license and suddenly he makes an $800,000 deal. Now being in business and knowing things, we know that it doesn't happen. So there was a certain culture there. There was a certain selective prosecution. That story hasn't been told fully, but we're telling the story fully. So as we do that, we, we've been talking about the trainers. We've been talking about the owners. We basically saw the murder there. Talking about the owners. We talked about um, veterinarians, veterinarian boards. And we talked about racing boards because people are like, how does it happen? How do a thousand horses die? We explained it in detail. We did two part series on veterinarians. We went macro to micro to tie it all together. And so this podcast also has a long shelf life where even though there's gonna be a month between it, it really, I would listen to a couple of these episodes twice. Like some people do football season. Some people listen to the podcast two, three times because uh, I've been watching football since I'm in nine. Now I'm 50. 
and I've gone, God, you know, bless, you know, I've, I've been to 32 training camps out of 33. Last year, I couldn't go because of COVID. So there's a lot of information on this football pocket, mm -hmm. but it's not just, it's from, it's not, this is not really entertainment, right? Uh, we're not professional broadcasts. This is information. What we are professional is paying a rent and mortgages, <laughs> building successful businesses, right? My Christian Nisi has uh, been married 40 years. All his kids are successful. He runs three successful businesses, right? You can bring all that into these podcasts. And it's a lot of information, but the why, right? So you can get 500% ROI. ESPN says you can't get more than 55%. The last two years on the podcast, that's the beauty of the podcast. You can listen to it. Their proof, their verification, two years in a row consistently at 64, 65%. But then you look at your return on your investment, 500%. 500% plus 500% equals 1,000%. What does that mean? That you have 10 times more money than when you start. Why? The richest country in the history of mankind, the United States of America. That's why behind me, Nipsey, hustle could exist. You could hustle and make millions because we live in this country. You really pretty much couldn't have done it anywhere else. Maybe Western Europe, but it would have been a long shot. Denmark would have been a long shot. Mm. Right? The United States, he had not a perfect shot, but at least a shot. Yeah. Right? So, one thing I didn't even know about until I started looking at the indictments. This is actually somebody who hasn't been indicted, but uh, he brings together a lot of things that have been going on. We're talking about cryptocurrency. He, the dollars involved is astronomical, right? The handle of the triple crown was $1 billion with a B. One of the podcasts that I'm most proud of the one I did with Graham Honecker from the gifts department at Butler University. It is a relatively small college in Indiana, right? But they have earned advertising revenue of around $2 billion with a B. That's why after listening to this podcast, go to your boss and ask them for a raise. And when he says, why? Because we have a $100 billion economy. Have you read the news? Have you seen the 10 trillion, right? This is going to be a $4.5 trillion stimulus. Why? Because all over the world, it ties in with the story we're going to tell today, all over the world, right? Uh, the strongest military is the United States military. What does that mean to you? It means to you that when you deposit money in the bank, it gets guaranteed to $100,000, whatever happens. The bank goes, it's a cartel bank, it's a drug dealing bank in Miami, it goes south, it goes bankrupt, you're still gonna get up to 100 grand because we have the strongest military in the world. In Putin, Fidel Castro, Gaddafi, it doesn't matter who it is. They all have their money, Chinese, 
Communist Party, as much as they want to put the hammer, oh, we're going to take the U.S. down. The same guy in China who says they're going to take the U.S. down has money in the United States because he trusts the United States bank more than he trusts his own bank, the bank in China, biggest building in L.A., okay? right? They have their money here. That's why we can inflate the deficit and we can pay off whatever we want to pay off. But don't we pay off? That's why if you don't get involved in politics, politics is going to get involved in you. So part of the story tonight is going to be money laundering. And also, uh, man, triple crowns a billion dollars, right? Stronish family, three billion dollars. Honey and 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 um, and uh, Barry Bruce Sherman, Sherman what her name is? Barry. Barry Sherman, a billion dollars, right? Uh, when you go buy horses at these horse options, there's two of them, there's a billion dollars thrown around. That has involved in what we're talking about today and why do things get inflated? Real estate prices are getting inflated all over the country where middle-class people cannot buy houses. Why? Because the foreign ownership, and corporate ownership buying stuff. Same thing when you go try to buy a thoroughbred horse. Now, you got a pretty good handle on this, uh, like Preston Easy. Tonight's story that we're going to add in is, is a horse owner and ties in because when you talk about the Stronish family, the Stronish family, right, uh, they're involved with George Soros, they're involved with Bill Clinton, uh, went to an MP in Canada, that's the equivalent of being in the, in the Congress. Uh, they own six racetracks, they own six horse farms, and they rival the Queen of England who are only thoroughbreds, right? And we also talked about uh, the Arab Emirates who won the Belmont Stakes. Now when we know more, that was a no-brainer who was gonna win the Belmont Stakes by knowing the owners, right? So you can use the information we give you now to bid up on horses in Del Mar, because that's where we're close to and that's what uh, we're focused on, right? But really, now I know you really didn't have to know the horses. The Belmont Six would have been a lot easier, right? So you bring in the owners. So they own the horse racetracks. They own the stables, right? And they also own, which is part of this money laundering thing, XBET. So when you place a bet and there's a fee attached to it, it goes straight to the Stronish family, okay. right? So in reading about the indictment, this guy came up because George Navarro took all these horses to Dubai. Why? I think a big part of the why. This, this solves two mysteries going on here because people say, oh, you're saying the FBI agents to pay off. You need a lot of money to pay off. Right? Yeah, but I just told you about 10 billion that I know about. It's probably a trillion that I don't know about, things behind the scene, because what spills out to us is an abundance of greed. And when you get stupid people like uh, George Navarro, who uh, is admitting to crimes on the phone, right? Most, most of us wouldn't do this. So uh, Mike Prestonisi, thank you for doing the reading today. Tell us about Amir Abaliz. Salman, the founder of Phoenix Thoroughbreds, 
The cannon links together expat and kind of links to people on the horse racing boards and people who get campaign contributions. Because campaign contributions, I know here in Orange County, but I'm sure it's all over the country. There's money laundering involved, right? And I'll explain that later as we get into, into this. So who well, is Amir, Amir Abali Salman? Well, the in the Thoroughbred Daily News, the the title of the article says Phoenix Thoroughbreds founder alleged as money launder who also stole from Ponzi scheme. Right. But Josh, that encapsulates about all we've been talking about for the last 17 right. weeks, right? So this right. guy, Samir Abdulaziz Salman, he founded this Phoenix Thoroughbreds, which basically he was saying it was an equine investment group for basically non-horse people, okay? Right. Sounds good. Okay, he's a, he's a capitalist. He's an entrepreneur. He's involved with someone named Dr. Ruja Ignatova, sounds Russian to me, who is a graduate of Oxford Law. Right. These aren't stupid people, ladies and gentlemen. No. Smart people. Right. They start a cryptocurrency called OneCoin, okay? Right. It's a Bulgaria-based offshore company <laughs> registered <laughs> in Dubai and police. I'm not this stuff up. I'm reading this stuff and I'm thinking, I could Remember, Dubai is where George Navarro and Jason Service brought spiked horses because you're, you're talking about how do you fund this operation? How do you get the money to mix the chemicals, put them in vials, and then mislabel them, inject them in horses, and then take the horse to Dubai? This is how you do it. Yeah. So as this guy, this Amer Abdulaziz Salman, he starts out this company. And supposedly, at some point in time, he's actually buying thoroughbreds, okay? Right, now, at these auctions we talk about. At these auctions. Now, I don't know how much this guy knows about horses. I don't know if he knows anything about horses. <laughs> right. I, I know he knows about people, right. about connections, about networking. And basically, he's doing things illegally. Ponzi schemes, last time I checked, were illegal. Right. I don't know. They haven't learned the lesson after the last 75 years. They're illegal. And the FBI and others are going to watch when you start talking about a cryptocurrency. You know this, Josh, in your industry, and in, in when you're dealing with insurances or you're dealing with investments, you've got more licenses and more compliance than any 30 people should have. So you wouldn't risk all that you've built up over the years for this. Well, apparently they don't care, right? So, <laughs> well, George Navarro has to realize this because, again, you have to. Be educated and do your reading, right? Like um, to buy uh, yeah, yeah, Emirates, right? Um, uh, they're all offsprings of the Saudi family. So this guy can't pull this off if, if he isn't involved in the plan. And the reason he's not arrested doing all these things, right, is because he has those connections. If George Navarro needs to say, oh, okay, I can get in trouble. This guy isn't, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the only reason this guy exposed was because all these horses were done. You have veterinarians who don't have a store location. Like my Christine said, they work together the track. 
So you say, well, Josh, you're saying all these things, all this money, you're saying a billion here, a billion there. But it has to do with me. It has to do with what we said. You have to, you got to focus and you have to, two things that are huge, right? We also do financial, mental health, uh, first aid kit, and we also do uh, mental health first aid kit. So first is first mental health first aid kit. Two things about focusing on what you can control. Right. right. Uh, focus just on today. Mm. Oh, there's a big event uh, 20 days from now. Who cares? Focus on today. But what you can control is the thing called Google and the internet and the fountain of information out there. Always do your research. So if you know the Solomon is the owner of a horse, you know, it's Ponzi scheme-esque and it's spiked and you have a chance of this race. Because they don't want to mess with this guy because this guy can do whatever he wants. He can uh, money not. This is a $4 billion finish. So this is the billions we know about. Strong family, three. Very uh, Honey, Chairman, one. The Triple Crown races, one billion. So we're at five billion. This guy's Ponzi scheme. Four billion dollars. The American economy, one trillion dollars. Okay. Today, this score out of Canada, they have sports betting content. It's inferior to the podcast I just told you where you had uh, 10,000 return, right? They sold for 30 billion today. Right? This is a lot of money. It's almost if you're a better horse, if you watch football, if you watch baseball, if you watch the Olympics. <laughs> Right? Yeah. I don't care how much money you have, how much money you don't need to be. You should do your research and monetize a little bit of this. And yeah. as uh, I remember that one of the great books I read, I don't know if you read this book, Mike Persini, she pushed the envelope. Push the envelope, oh yeah. <laughs> and he says, predict all the NFL football games because it sharpens your mind for business. This really does. It shows you the infinite amount of money that's out there now. But I remember, yeah, yeah. Uh, BNI 11 years ago, I remember listening to Mike Christine's voice and he was giving, bestowing logic of some people. And he <laughs> says, hey, no matter how things could look now, things can go south. What? So why are these horses dying? All right, so you're talking about cryptocurrency, which is huge now, right? Uh, it is. It is. The SEC says it's going to investigate. Right. Now, when we talk about the SEC, these are the people. Did let Bernie Madoff. What did Bernie Madoff do? Same thing this guy's doing. Ponzi scheme. What is the Chinese Communist Party doing in the United States with real estate? Ponzi scheme. We're letting him. I'm not. You can go on uh, YouTube. I'm talking about Benjamin Yu, our resident Chinese Communist agent. I, I, I lay it out. I tell you about a great book by Robert Stahl Balding, General. Robert Spalding worked in the Trump administration, right? Tells you exactly what the game plan is, mm, yeah. right? Literally, uh, I would go to my local university, go in there and uh, close down the Taoist group. All the Taoist groups in our ma major universities need to be closed down, right? And you say, what does it have to do with it? It has to do with the Ponzi scheme. What the Ponzi scheme is, it's a matter. Madoff to raise money, 
promising people a drink. He was great at it. And what he did was when a bank needed their money, all the banks, all the big rich people got their money. If you're at the bottom, you lost your money. A lot of people didn't ask for their money. But when the economy went south, as Mike Persinici says, in his wisdom and experience happens, no matter how things are growing, sometimes things go south. 80% of dynasties, the, the, the heirs end up homeless in the third generation. Third generation. You go Fred Trump, Donald Trump, not Don Jr., <coughs> the cocaine, right? You go Daddy Biden, worked hard, became a mobster, got his son in the Senate, and then you get Hunter Biden. That's the third generation, okay? Whatever side of the aisle it is, it's the truth. I wonder what this generation is, but this guy with the Saudi family. Again, this guy's not in jail, but it's a factor on that horse you see or that horse you want to bet on in Del Mar. You you made a good you made a good point a minute ago about the Saudis and about one thing that we talk about on this podcast that money base comes from oil. Okay, there are billions and billions and billions and billions and billions. Are you getting tired of hearing the word and billions of dollars with a B that they literally pump out so they can do these games? Look at Dubai. Remember years and years ago they said we're going to create this area called Dubai. Right. And a lot of people said, out in the middle of the desert, why? No one's going to go there. And the Saudis kind of chuckled and said, oh, really? Everybody's brother will be here in 15 years. Look at Dubai. I just had a friend of mine got back there a while ago. He said, Mike, you wouldn't believe it even if you see it. You can't believe some of the things there. He said, money, it's amazing how much money just flows yeah. on that place. And it's like when you talk about this guy, Abdul, Abazisi, whatever, Salam, I mean, he was accused of basically snitching something like $400 million in illegal funds from his, his uh, what they call one coin. He right. stole money to go, to go and buy horses to pretend like he's somebody he's not. This one, this Dr. Ruja Ignatova, I think he plead, pled guilty to that. That's a pretty serious charge, Josh. You got you got charged with and you pled guilty to stealing four hundred million dollars. But the thing is, the crypto coins, right? That's why you have to do your research. Yeah, you had to do your because people thought it was Bitcoin. It wasn't Bitcoin. You had to one study coin. what Bitcoin was. It was one coin. So there's no regulation on it. None. So None. yeah, he he money laundered, but is it illegal? Selective prosecution. It can be illegal if there's political will to prosecute this guy. Yeah. But are you really going to prosecute an heir to the Saudi or, or, or the guy that won the Triple Crown? Right? I'm not. What's the history? Right? There's no chip behind this horse that won the Triple Crown. Yeah. Now, if you told me now what I know now, that the American Emirates, right, King of Dubai, where all this is going down, owns that horse. I I would have done it, but it crossed my body to say, hey, let's take out a load to put a hundred grand on Some of the uh, Emirates in the and they were they're getting uh, spiked. Uh, I mean, what this guy is, and you only think of this if 
you're an heir to a throne, a king of, or a son of a king or something. He's like, how do I skip? Because he literally bought $400 million worth of, the whole auction goes for $200 million. This guy comes in the $200 million himself. Buys horses. Half the, that's, half the, that's half the auction, right? Yeah, with, with um, see, half of me says, all right, it's a Ponzi scam, ill-gotten gain, but buyer beware. Caveat emptor. Exactly. Exactly. There's an old expression, Josh. I hope I know our viewers and listeners have heard it. It's it goes something like this. If it's too good to be true, it is. Okay. <laughs> and people say, yeah, but Mike, this is a guaranteed deal. I said, really? Explain to me, define for me what you mean by a guaranteed deal. Okay. Life, death, taxes okay i'm with you all right those things are guaranteed what else what else is a guaranteed deal josh a car a business a horse race a house no no no. there's there's no guarantees the highest level yeah and we we get into a football season oh this is a guaranteed lot that the highest level of probability is 80 percent. 80 percent, right more mental health for sake yeah and the more you deal you're waiting for that's gonna happen yes yes yeah, it has an 80% chance of happening. Has a 20% chance of not happening. Of not happening. <laughs> <laughs> no matter how good it could be a case, it goes to the jury, it could be anything. It only has an 80% chance. So you, if it doesn't happen, you laugh and you celebrate, you cherish the times that it happened. That's right. You said something key a minute ago, and I hope our viewers and listeners picked up on it. You said, I think two or three times, do your research. Okay, what does that mean? It means Mr. Viewer right now, Mrs. Viewer, Mr. Viewer, Mr. Viewer, stop with the clicking of the, the guy, the 800 channel, okay? Put the clicker down, Right. go click on Google and say, I'm going to check on Abdul, Al-Habi, Salam, blah, blah. And you, you start reading and all of a sudden all the links, it's like an instant spider web. Like you said earlier in the podcast, all of a sudden everything starts popping up, and you say to yourself, "You got to be kidding me!" And you start adding up the numbers, and you're looking at two, three, four trillion with a T right. in revenue and monies. And you say, "Well, I I never thought it was this big." Keep reading, keep doing your research. It's ten times bigger, ten times deeper. Right, and this is key right here. I'm reading from Blood Horse. This is uh, Abu Dhabi's. Um, laid out ambitions to conquer the international racing after the Signora Cabello's Queen Mary G2 victory in 2008. He said, our ambition in horse racing is to be number one, and we will be. It's a big ambition, but we always set targets to go for it. So looking at that race car that you see Emirates guy in there, That's how you pick that horse in that race because you yeah. know he's hooked up with George Bar. That is a spiked horse. The spiked horse. Right. So and now you, you know. Now I know. Yeah. Right? And so we can move forward. We look at that race car in uh, Del Mar. Yeah. Because yeah. these are huge families. When you read about the Saudi family, they're you know thousands of heirs, and they all want to get to the to the throne. And it's only one gets to the throne, and um, they're not going to prosecute themselves. 
George Bernard's going to get prosecuted. Whoever's getting it, this guy's not going to jail. And cryptocurrencies, right? Uh, basic math, and math is taught, and everybody's the same. Math is taught wrong in this country. And Mr. Harrington, independent wealthy guy, uh, I listen to these guys, but this is what they say, and I've seen things ring out for 20 years. Know the numbers, and you will know everything, right? So it's pattern recognition, the theory of limiting returns and making a decision on marginal utility. Now, marginal utility, if you practice something, you get a little bit better at a time, gives you a great competitive advantage. However, you have to make a decision. If you're going to do something one more time, are you going to get a big return? You say, Josh, what does this have to do with the story you're telling in Bitcoin? Well, Bitcoin has been very successful. What does that mean? That the next thing coming behind Bitcoin, right? Most likely it's not going to be as successful or it isn't going to have enough value. The dramatic way of saying it is two movements in America. Every movement starts off great. And then the movement that comes behind it, there's a huge drop off. You go from Martin Luther King to Jesse Jackson to Alfred. Okay. You go from the women's suffrage movement in the 20s. Now, who's the leader of the women's movement now? There isn't one. Right? There isn't. Really, Judge uh, Gorsuch. Right, appointed by Trump, has been the hero of the women's movement because even though he's a conservative guy, he called balls and strikes in the Supreme Court and has come up with the most major decision for women and women in the LGBT movement. The Tea Party started out great. They really did. Mm-hmm. Now the Tea Party are the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers. They're 3%. All right? It started off good. Christian people, right? But when they allowed George Bush, right, to raise the deficit for the military industrial complex, they, uh, my dad's been a minister for 61 years, many years in and out of They broke what they said they were going to do, right? And it would have been easy for them to keep the line. Then, they uh, did it again when they allowed Obama to break the debt with Stephen. Then they did it again when they knowingly, because now we got 20 years, right? Knowingly allowed this, the, the deficit to go past the debt with Stephen yeah. on a tax cut without banning buybacks and buybacks is just really a policy scheme greed like this guy's doing for the sec with something now it's going to you know do window dressing on bitcoin right now they're going to say they're going to tax bitcoin so when you're talking about money laundering right they're going to tax so this is a question my christine sec now is going to tax bitcoin right? you're going to regulate right same people who was given evidence about Madoff and didn't do anything about it. So one of the big problems, and again, strike five on the Tea Party uh, Freedom Club. And I, and I look at them 
because I actually want them to succeed. I actually want them to be consistent and not be hypocritical. Because if they were, they could have really done a lot of good without really repercussions. Really, what they're doing is, yeah, is, is being greedy. greedy. Because right. a lot of these people, their great grandkids already have money. They would have done a lot of great things, taught people a lot of lessons, right? By just being consistent with their original word, right? So uh, Freedom Caucus again, strike five, went against uh, hiring more IRS guys to enforce all the tax fraud and all the unpaid taxes out there. Mm -hmm. So if there's probably like a trillion dollars that people have identified, they know of, right? Of tax fraud. Two questions. If there are another trillion dollars we don't know about, and are they really gonna do an effective job <laughs> taxing Bitcoin? Or taxing a guy or policing the money laundering of a thief, which he took fake money, bought horses, and when the horses won, now he gets real money, right? Horse racing, true crime. That's now remember, smart criminals get away with crimes. He's gotten away with this. He's not going to jail. Yet he's not in jail. He does not go to jail. And explains how FBI agents can run away with millions and millions of dollars, turning a blind eye and letting George Navarro do this for 10 years. Remember, George Navarro is in the, the sophisticated crime man. He's a dummy who can barely speak English. I really doubt he can even speak Spanish. What's your answer on those two questions? Well, the first thing about taxing Bitcoin, it reminds me somewhat of the hedge fund people, okay? Right. unregulated. So when the SEC says something like, we're going to really go after this Bitcoin, we're going to, we have to get to a place of taxing them. Well, it's not necessarily regulated. Now I say that with air quotes, there are some regulations, I'll grant you that. But Bitcoin reminds me a little bit of the wild, wild west 100 years ago, okay? It, there's some things have changed a bit. Right. So for the SEC to say that, to me, Josh, and you and I are kind of guys who find a parade and try to jump in front of it. It's kind of like posturing. Here's right. what we're going to do. Okay. Now they said this in 2000 and whatever, 19, 2020. They've been saying they're going to do something now for two years. And so far, they haven't done anything. I doubt they're going to for a while. And at some point down the road, they'll say, oh, by the way, there's a new ruling. We're going to institute blah, 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 which is going to affect maybe that many people in the Bitcoin industry. So that's my take on it. It's going to you, be- You're going to take one person who they decide to make an example of and not. Now, again, we were talking about today, right? Covey, first things first. First things first. First, recover the trillion we know about. Yeah. That's easy, low-hanging fruit. And then find out about the trillion we don't know about. Right. You say, Josh, how does it affect me and how, because you're not betting, you're not gambling. What you're doing is pattern recognition, and then you're getting ahead of the pattern. So take justice out of it. Nobody that listens to the podcast. or, wow. or, or really looks at justice, right? You got to take justice out of it. I was about to disclose some confidential information I got. I can't, right? 
Okay. But but it's about this, right? If an NFL owner, hypothetical, right? If an NFL owner is paying off judges and paying, paying off uh, FBI agents, Mike Rosinese, would you be shocked if he pays off an NFL ref? <laughs> no, no. So I don't want anybody to listen to the podcast. It's the football. When you see a play go perfectly fine, great defensive play, and the ref comes up and says, Illegal, yeah, <laughs> illegal, holding. not even holding, illegal contact. Illegal contact. Defensive back, right? Right. Five-yard penalty. It says the five-yard penalty because nothing happened on that play. They're like, oh, did something happen? Did I miss something? No, you didn't miss anything. Nothing right. happened on that play. But this rule they have is an automatic first down. That means, what well, that says to me, see, people look at it and start screaming, oh, what a call, that ref, that ref. But I see it as, uh, for marketing money, for what's going on TV, this series needs to keep going. What yeah. do I do? But it's Joshua. I go on, do some live betting, and bet on the team that's driving. I don't get mad at the refs and say, oh, that's a horrible call. Oh, the refs are paid off. No, this is about actionable steps to put money in your pocket while you're betting on horses or betting on, the, on an NFL uh, football game. So the notion of justice, there is no justice. This guy has fake money. The money he won in England, uh, in England, they're not, they're not doing anything, right? They're, they're just not allowing him to race anymore because he already made a bunch of money. So he's going to have to do it again with uh, some stooge they buy to have go go in there, yeah. pay him really good money, right? Charge a lot. The stooge should charge a lot. He shouldn't do it for 500 bucks. I want to, he asked me, Aziz comes to Mike Fritanisi and I says, I'm going to give you both uh, 500,000. You're my stooges. Uh, you guys are going to be my owners. What's the worst? What's Mike Fritanisi and justice? No, 1.5 million each, three times. You're a little low. You're just a little low. And he said, oh, you're smart. You multiplied by three. Yes, we're smart guys. Oh, you guys are going to do a good job. People do that in business. Believe me, the fact that you're in front of someone, it's over. Charge, trip. And always market to the people with the most money. Anybody listen to this podcast, you want to make money after listening to the podcast, go to one of your best clients and ask them, I need to contact information to the three people you know they have the most money and they'll give it to you. You'll call them and you're going to make money because we live in the richest country in the world. I just gave you a simple strategy that once you hang up the phone, you will make money guaranteed. Every person that's ever done it guaranteed every single time I've ever done it. I've made money. Yes, it is. That is. We give each other additional struggles that we don't need, but it's just that you close a deal with somebody you barely know. Oh. Say, Hey, Right. Give me. You're talking about credibility transfer. I don't know if our listeners and viewers understand this. There's, and you're hitting the nail on the head. You talked about margin of utility, but you're talking about credibility transfer. And if you do business with Josh and with Mike and with Bill and Craig and Tony and Tom, and all of a sudden you're in that group, okay, and you say, hey guys, I need some help with the following. 
guess what happens? You get help with the following. It, it's no. axiomatic. And I think what a lot of people that maybe aren't as successful as they could be do, they already have the negative response built in. Well, what if? Okay, if you want to play the what if game, I don't think you should watch our podcast anymore because we're not for what if people. We're for what if people that say, really? What if, really? Yeah, really. What, what if you tried it and you succeeded? Would you, would you now leave some of the people in your group that said, you're never going to make it. You're never going to be successful. You're a loser. You're, we've heard this stuff all our life. It's like, okay, well, that's your opinion. I don't have to believe it. And I think that the guy upstairs has a much better opinion than me than you do. I'm going to go with him. And all of a sudden you start moving forward. And there's a term, we get blessed because of our wisdom, because of our diligence, and because of prayer, and because of reading the good book, and because of doing things for people, where we, and we're going to talk about this before we leave the podcast, we get a lot more out of giving than getting. Right, and this is how you avoid, right, getting popped and going, this is what it has to do with horse racing through crime. This is how you avoid getting popped. Like that yeah. whole list of people who got popped, yeah. knowing where you're at in the status, yeah, yeah. right, knowing uh, that they're not going to take out everybody, right? That trainer in Belmont Park, she was giving sembutrol, which is clenbutrol, which is a banned steroid that the Russians try to mask, and that's why they're ROC in the Olympics. <laughs> you can't even play a national anthem because that's sembutrol. Now this lady with Penn National, with that score thing I just told you, with Steve Wynn, financier for the Republican Party, building a hotel in Boston, Barstool Sports, right? They're not getting a pop because they're part, they, they, they bought the FBI agents, they bought the judges, they bought the politicians, right? And when you think of money, and we'll close with this, right? Because two things. Now, as I research, before I do anything, I do a lot of research and it's made me a lot of money and it's helped me with mental health and it's helped me survive because now I understand my surroundings, okay? So there's no such thing as justice. Justice and the law are distant cousins at best. So the lady who's involved with Penn National gets two weeks for what the Russian Federation gets banned for the Olympics of trying mm -hmm. to George Navarro and all these people, one guy just played out. Uh, he's getting 36 months guaranteed in federal penitentiary. Doing hard time for being put just part of the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Assis gets nothing. He, he, he has to now pay for stooges to run his spike horse, right? So justice in the law, distant cousins at best. Selective prosecution, people don't talk about it. I haven't heard uh, Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, or Chris Cuomo, or Andrew Cuomo, or uh, Don Lemon, none of these guys, PBS, none of them are talking about selective prosecution. And I think that's the most important thing to communicate to everybody is selective prosecution, all right? Uh, that's number one. Number two is how you tie it into the boards in money laundering. Money laundering is a big problem. 
Number two, think the one here. Bitcoin fine, but whatever goes second, right? You gotta you gotta understand the margin two. How much of a drop is there? And know that 80% of the time it's gonna be a humongous drop. Right? The original movie is better than usually the sequel. The book is usually better than the movie. Don't make that mistake because it's not just one person. $400 million was a mistake. This is a joke to this guy. And he went by horses, spiked them, and then won. And what he invested the additional money to spike the horses because it was free money. Whatever. He's been getting free money the whole time. He's an inherent, he's an heir of a king, right? So that's what he's looking at free money. So we're close to this, Coach Brian. The money out lending aspect leads to the people in the horse racing boards. Because what happens is what Ben Carson should be in jail for. But it's legal. And almost every politician down to the local level, down to the, the one guy, they're going to finish this transcript. Scott Voigt does. And it's this whole racketeering ring, right? It starts with um, a political nonprofit. The one, this was civil, should have been criminal. But it's right, again, it's like to prosecution. Uh, like uh, Andrew Cuomo. Oh, you know, this fake thing with the attorney general. Oh, these are all, he raped the girl, but it's a civil complaint. All right. I don't know. When I grew up, rape was illegal. I don't know, I don't know anymore. All right. Don't ask me. But I do know that justice and the law are distant cousins at best. All right. So in Detroit, there was this judge, and the judge got elected to a post. And this um, state farm had a case in front of the judge where he was ruling on. Uh, these cars that had faulty seat belts. Mm -hmm. It was a $500 million case. Mm -hmm. So State Farm was involved in the case, gave $100 million to a political nonprofit, and that political nonprofit gave money to the judge ruling on a case the State Farm. So that's racketeering. But it's civil racket. I always thought growing up racketeering with the mafia, Criminal wreck, but it's civil racketeering. Uh, they paid the money, they paid the fine, and the CEO of State Farm and GM was involved. Too. It's the the CEO of GM went on with their happy lives. So what Ben Carson did, and every single candidate does, is a money launder. So Ben Carson got uh, eighty million dollars in campaign contracts. And his, you say, well, why is this idiot running for president? He has no chance of winning. Yes, it's a racket. So uh, Ben Carson's racket was he has $100 million. And for 12 months, he paid his sister a million dollars to send out emails on the newsletter. And then his sister um, funded his doctor's office with $800,000 that she gained legally working for the Ben Carson campaign, right? And his, and his sister had never done it. Now here in Orange County, California, there's a association, uh, they call it the OCFA, Orange County Fire, where all these cities and they share resources to fund a fire report, okay? 
they just hired a guy for $300,000 who didn't graduate high school, has a GAD, no education, no experience. Right? That's money laundering. That's legal money laundering. Yeah. So Assisi's did all this money laundering. He bought horses, saw her expenses far. They have the numbers in it. What it means to you is when you're looking at the racing form, don't just look at the racing form. Because that racing form is given by who? The Stronish family who owns the track. <laughs> you need to go on Google before you go to the track, type all these horses and find out the available information there is. Nice. And if there isn't information on that horse, right, then you can kind of deduce what's going on. Right? And man, we're going to put this to practice. But I, I bet you, literally, <laughs> you, you're going to make a lot of money with that stretch. Yeah. So we'll finish with that. Uh, make uh, sense of that for me, make Kristen easy. All this money laws are going on. Both of them believe that Democrats do it. Uh, Nancy Pelosi just admitted it right now. Yeah. And when the, the tax cut happened, she was her. She's from the Biltmore family, which is on the Federal Reserve, right? And shifts on So what did she do? She went crazy with buybacks. So buybacks, very bipartisan. Guys from the Freedom Caucus did buybacks when they promised they weren't going to do anything to raise the deficit. Now they're experts at it, uh, getting greedy, right? Right. And, and the Bible kind of talks about being greedy. So. Um, Again, more people that are false prophets, but come on. There's so many of them, it's, it's hard to keep track, right? But the free costs, we're going to have to put them in that category. Guess what? Actions speak louder than words. So that's what they put. So make sense of this, all this money laundering going on. Well, I'll tell you, I, as a kid growing up in Flint, Michigan, back in the 50s, um, I was not aware of a lot of things going on until I actually moved out of Michigan to California and heard all these reports about Flint and Detroit and the car makers and the mafia and Jimmy Hoffa. And my brother was big in the car industry, big union guy. So the money laundering, it's really funny how this works is you and I may know people, we think they're just Charlie down the street, nice guy, right? And how does Charlie have not only a house, he's got a Ferrari, he's in Europe six weeks out of the year and he's always involved in all, and I thought he worked for a construction company. I thought he was an FBI agent. I thought he was a law enforcement guy. And I didn't say anything about your tirade with the Republicans. I let that go because the Democrats have made me sick to my stomach for 50 years. I won't even well, touch Whatever them. I say about the, the, the Republicans is equal with the Democrats. There's just what pops into my mind at the same time. Worse, but I, but, okay, yeah, we'll yeah. argue that later off camera. But the point is this money laundering, what you said about this guy, Aziz Salam. Okay, here's a guy who's, who's royalty. This is a game to him. It's a joke. This is like a, you don't have, you have a vocation. This is an avocation. This is a hobby. Hey, I'd like to get $100 million to go play and maybe start my own crypto and then buy horses. Good, my son. Good. Go do it. Have fun, right? You have 12 Ferraris and 6,000 camels and you own 150 million acres of oil land. Yeah, good. Good. Bye-bye. Go get out. I've got 47 wives to deal with. And this whole thing about money coming in, they play with it, they steal it selective prosecution for sure and the other thing that's that bothers me is that 
citizens like you and me and our listeners and viewers, we're the ones who get hurt in this because we're saying, where's the justice? Where is the accountability? Yeah, people need to take that out of their head. There is no justice. There isn't. And I hate to burst their bubble. White collar people are going to get that's right. Away with crime, with right? Murder. With murder. And you say about the, the racing form, this is a key point. Just it's a little off track, but if you look at the race, well, it is because it all ties together because we're using true crime and pattern yeah. recognition to modify and, and make it an investment when you go to the track or the whole experience with horses, right? right? Because they're saying, oh, people getting taken advantage of no. Aziz first horse, the horse better. It's not if you know, if you know right. that Aziz is running a horse in the race, so, so it's going to be spiked. So I'm going to bet right. that to be finish right. the top of it. So spike horse division, like we did with Bob Baffert. Like that, Bob Baffert, right? But back to the racing form. So, okay, so Storniches own, <laughs> they own the racetracks, they own the horses, they own XBET, they own the software. Okay, so just what you just said a minute ago. <laughs> Get away from the racing form and maybe two days before you go to the track, do a bunch of research on those 20, 30 horses you want to bet on. And if you don't see a lot of data, if you don't see a lot of Wikipedia, there's not a lot of stuff filled in, a little light bulb in your head should go off that says, huh, that's interesting. I can't find much on Blue Racer. You know what? I'm going to put some money on that horse to win place or show because more than likely it's a spike horse owned by a Baffert group, owned by this guy. You can't find anything about it because it's what? It's private. They're not going to tell you. And they go off at seven to one or nine to one. You say, well, nine to one, Mike, those are, those are kind of big odds. Not really. hundred billion, three trillion. <laughs> so the word to our viewers and listeners is listen to us before you even bet a dime, do a ton of research. A ton of reading. Because for any investment, some you hit it off somebody and you're gonna start a business. Right? Great. Get the background. Get the Get background. Back, do the background. Yeah. Let's say we go in business with a guy and I say, uh, Josh, we're gonna go in business with uh, with Tony. Tony has a big background in trucking. Your first question is, okay, what does that mean? done. Well, you know, I, I worked out of Detroit for 15 years. I worked for Tony Johnson. That's not trucking. That's the mafia. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm not getting involved with Tony, okay? Exactly. No, and pay attention to the red pads. You kind of recognition. Yeah. And every word coming out of all these people's mouths, uh, 80% of the time is going to uh, be, be a lie, right? That's right. It's not the truth. That's correct. Or there's a slant to it, or there's some agenda, or there's some purpose that you've got to get beneath the surface. Get your tent, your nose under the tent, and say, "Oh, this is the big tent circus." Yeah, that's now you see it. So to make sense out of it, all I tell people is, you better pray. Pray about your decisions. Talk to people. Ask well, you, have to, you pray too, but use decision science, right? In decision, decision science, common sense. Get as much information as possible. Before yeah. making a decision, right? Yeah. Number two is the highest level of probability is 80%. And the great thing about horse racing and sports betting is you learn how to make decisions without having all of the information. Prayer is good, but hope is not a strategy. 
right. Salesmen think short term. Businessmen think long term. So you're thinking about, okay, this is going to work 80% of the time. So eight out of 10 times, right. this is going to work in minimum. If I hit it 10 times, there's some luck involved. There's, sure. there's always that 20% luck fact. Yes. And yes. for now, because things change and things go south, there's an extra extraordinary amount of money there if you communicate what your value is and then you deliver consistently yeah. that eight out of ten times nine out of ten times sometimes ten out of ten times and knowing that 20 percent luck factor and being able to differentiate between people trying to you gotta pick that the right horse right you gotta always shoot for the highest uh, class level. Now, if you're rich, doesn't mean you have class. This guy Aziz is rich, but he has no class. He he's a common thief. He's like your uh, you know your crackhead on the corner. He has a lot of money, and your crackhead on the corner might have a lot of class. So you you got to be able to track things, evaluate things, know your surroundings. He said, Josh, I just want to have a fun of the track. I don't want to do all that research. Okay. Then don't expect the profit if you don't want to do your research. Right. And and understand what you're leaving to chance. Yeah. Is this, right? And uh, your local politician, because Flint, Michigan, City of Bell here, uh, different cities around the country, beautiful cities have been destroyed by greed, by money laundering. So look for the moment, look for the collusion. Yeah. If yeah. there's collusion involved, you don't want to go to that store because they don't, no. they do not care whether you get value or not. So go to the other store, right? For me is, um, I know who's crooked, but look at the financial statement to local politicians, right? That's a whole list of, of things to avoid. You go to the competitor who's not on a horse racing board or what have you. This is horse racing, true crime. So the crime here today is uh, we got money laundering, got fake money in these horse auctions, driving the price up to that poor a uh, couple who won the lottery or ran a successful business and now they wanted to buy a third red horse, they're paying double because of this guy. He's inflating the, the prices at this auction, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Crime of people reading the racing for provided by the strategists and not getting a total picture, total story of these horses. Horse racing, true crime. Let's piece it all together. And then we'll be back in a month, right? We're adding a piece that we haven't added, uh, which is the jockeys. The jockeys. But final words, uh, Mike Christmas. Well, I think you said a very wise and key thing, and that people should reduce their expectations if they think they're going to get justice. I'm very sorry. I, I'm, I'm the breaker of your balloon today, the popper of your balloon. 
I'm the breaker of your bubble. Uh, ain't happening. Bad language, but real truth. I'm sorry. Now, I'm not a cynic. I'm not a skeptic. I'm just a practical guy going, I've been watching this stuff now for 55, 60 years. It's gotten worse and worse and worse. It's just going to get worse. It's not going to get better. Now, the only caveat to that is if, this is a capital I, if we will get involved in some of the local political discussion, and if we will start to have our voices heard, we'll start to see some change. But until that time, just keep clicking those channels, just stay fat, dumb, and happy, eat your popcorn, watch your movies, don't <laughs> get involved, and just hope and wish some, something's going to change. It's not going to. No, and people listen to the podcast are learning a lot about crime, learning a lot about humanity, right? And yeah. it's 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 told to us explicitly, right? Uh, people who read uh, the Holy Book Bible, right? Jesus was put to death, and a thief, Barabbas, was given to free. So we, we expect there to not be justice. Now we, we'll talk about a Democrat, right? Ted Kennedy. Ted Kennedy. Ted Kennedy killed the girl. Mary Jo Kopechny. Right. He killed the girl. He got away with it in front of everyone. Right. He didn't go to jail. He didn't do that. He got celebrated. He almost won the Democratic uh, primary later on. He got away with murder, literally, but not just murder, murder of Nash in front of everybody. In front of everybody. It was mm -hmm. clear. Right now, we're seeing Andrew Cuomo get away with uh, forcible rape. Uh, multiple women and uh, criminal fondling of women, right? They, he should go to jail. Is he going to go to jail? No. It's his brother who's complicit in and aided or abetted his rape and fondling of women going to get kicked off CNN? No. He's on CNN tonight. He's getting away with it. Now, if uh, Josh and Mike Persinisi did it, we would be in jail. Bye. Right? Bye. Right? And, and, and we laugh about it. And that's good mental health, right? That's mental true. health for the kid. Once true. you focus on reality, focus what you can control. Even if you're put in jail, you're like, okay, I did everything I can control. I'm in jail now. I'm going to be happy. I'm going to enjoy today. Same way you enjoy if your horse loses at the racetrack. Because, man, <laughs> there's a lot of things going on. Horse racing, true crime. <laughs> yeah. All right. Hit us with uh, what's the church show? So I'm going to let you do that. I wanted to just say yeah. one thing before we close. And I like what you said there. And I hope our listeners and viewers got that. A lot of times we're with friends and family and different clients, people, and they have a sense of humor. And I tell people, develop a good, healthy sense of humor. Learn to look in the mirror and laugh and say, wow. <laughs> because when you can laugh at yourself, you can laugh with others. And I say that to people that have a good self image that's healthy and yet realistic. Okay. Uh, when I was a kid growing up, I wasn't the best looking kid in town. I sure wasn't the brightest crayon in the box. I'm probably not either of those yet today, but you know what? I learned that I had some interesting gifts and talents. I, I learned to leverage them. So my message to our viewers, our listeners is, leverage your gifts and your talents and your abilities and you're going to be way happier and healthier right in the horse racing true crime now you have all these elements and you have the wise people commit this crimes and you have the reason why uh some people get arrested 
and spend hard time in prison and why others don't. And then you have the why of the information you have to consistently pick the right horse and put money in your pocket. And you know, different dynamics in business and you're getting elements of true crime, right? That you do not get in any other true crime podcast. Mm -hmm. Now, and we're teaching you how to avoid being those people who get hard time or commit murders or other crimes that we'll visit on this horse racing true crime podcast. One way to avoid it is the four agreements, right? Great book. Uh, one of the tenets of this, do not take anything personal, right? Uh, and do your best. Do your best means that don't get into deep depression where you self-sabotage. Self-sabotage is deep depression. You see guys like George Navarro, Jason Service, people like that, or speaking to crime, sabotage themselves. The second is do not take anything personally because people are stuck in their head. Dale Carney, I'm down, I'll tell you, people are stuck in their head. And if you got inside people's heads, you would be, especially your family, you would be appalled by how little time they think about it, okay? In the highest level of probability, no matter how good you are, it's only 80%. <laughs> so that's why you bet 10 NFL games. And you, and you try to get eight out of 10 right. Don't do any parties. Get eight out of 10 right. Take your profit in the richest country in the world and enjoy the game. So if game number 10, you lose by a field goal, you're laughing. Instead of ripping up your tickets because you did a parlay and you're upset. Have fun. Life is short. And people think that giving some sort of philanthropic or some religious or moral thing. No, it's a business decision. That the older you get, the older Mike Christianisi and I get, we know it's good business because whatever you give, you always get 10 times back. So, like Winston Churchill said. You make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the ESBC Podcast Network. That's why this podcast costs $800.